B'Shem Hashem Na'asev and Asliyah. May the Zechut of the Zer Shimshon be a um, merit for all of Am Yisrael to be prosperous like he promises those that learn his Torah will have children around their table and um, for many, many generations will have many, many seeds coming from them. So the Zer Shimshon on, on Parashat Ekev, today's Parsha, says as follows. So the Zer Shimshon this week concentrates on the Haftarah of the week, of Haftarat Parashat Ekev, which is from Yeshayahu. It's from Yeshayah Memtet Yudalid, Isaiah. And he says as follows, and you will, as we'll go into it, we will have more clarity on what it is that the Navi actually brings out. It says, Amru Gemara, the Gemara says in Barachot, Gemara Barachot in the fifth chapter, which is on page 32, uh, second page. Amra Knesset Yisrael Lefanav. The Jewish nation basically said before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ribono Shel Olam, Master of the Universe. We know it is a known fact that there is no forgetfulness before your glory. Meaning we know, we know God that you don't forget anything. You remember everything. Just like women remember everything, you know, but even more. There is no such thing as forgetting when it comes to God. We know you don't forget. Therefore, maybe... Because you never forget, maybe you will never forget the sin that I sinned, the avara that I did by worshipping the golden calf. As we know, the Chachamim have told us, our rabbis have said that many of the hardships that the Jewish nation goes through till today, a lot of it stems from that sin, from the sin of the golden calf. It was never fully, fully erased. But we know that when Moshiach comes, it will completely be erased. However, this is not only talking about that. It's saying, Hashem, because there's no forgetting when it comes to you, you don't forget things. Maybe you'll never forget and fully, fully forgive us for the sin of the golden calf. Amar la Kadosh Baruch Hu, Israel. Kadosh Baruch Hu answers, the God answers B'nai Israel, And he says, Gam tishkachna. This too, I will forgive and I will forget when it, uh, in, the, in the future times. Now, let me read the Pasuk as it says it in Yeshayahu. Pasuk says, Vatomer Tzion. Tzion is talking about the Jews, right? Tzion is, uh, uh, right, Zion is Israel or the Jews. Vatomer Tzion, Azavani Hashem, Vahashem Shechechani. God has forsaken me, left me alone, and has forget, forgotten me. And Hashem answers back, Does a, a, a woman, a mother, forget her child? Or forget to have mercy on her own seed, or on her own child or son, so to speak? And this too, if they are forget, for, forgotten, or meaning, even if a mother will forget her own child, 
Even if you do say that a mother will somehow, in a crazy way, if it ever happens, will forget her child, I will not forget you. That's the Navi says God replies to Bnei Israel when they say you're going to forget us. The Zerah Shimshon twists this in another way, completely. He says, basically he's saying here, when it says, Gam tishkachna, this too, which in the Navi we read it, how do we read it? We read it, Gam tishkachna, meaning, even if the mother, this too, even if the mother will forget her child, I will never forget you. Right? Zerah Shimshon says, no, it's a different way of reading it. He's saying, we said to Hashem, maybe you will never forget our avera of worshipping the golden calf. God is saying, Gam ele tishkachna, I will forget that. Why is ele, why is ele basically pointing to the sin of the golden calf? Because when we worship the golden calf, what did we say at Har Sinai? What were the words that were uttered by Jews when we worshipped the golden calf? We said, Ele Elokecha Yisrael. This is your God, O Israel. So Hashem is kind of hinting, Gam Ele Tishkachna. I will forget and I will forgive even that Ele that you did. What's Ele? When you worship the golden calf. That's just an intro. We'll get into it, we'll do it inside. And again, the Jews replied to Hashem. So Hashem said, I will forget. The Jews replied to Hashem, However, if there is really, if you're saying that you do forget, we're saying because there is no forgetfulness by God, you're never going to forget our sin of worshipping the golden calf. Now you're saying you will. You will, you will forget the golden calf. Now we turn, okay. If you're saying that there is forgetfulness before your glory, meaning you will forget, maybe you'll also forget that we, it was us that accepted the Torah at Har Sinai. Maybe if you forget that we did that, the wrong of worshipping the golden calf, maybe you'll also forget that we accepted the Torah from you. We were good also. Maybe you'll forget that too. God said to Bnei Israel, And that's the rest of the Pasuk. When it says, And I will never forget you. Can you guess what Hashem is hinting to? Ele was referring to what? Ele lokecha Israel. When the Jews said, Oh, this is your God to the golden calf. This is your God, O Israel. What does Ve'anochi hint to? God is saying, no. I will not forget the Anochi. I will remember that you accepted my Torah when I said, Anochi Hashem Elokecha. That's the first of the Ten Commandments. I will not forget the Anochi. Now, that is just putting together the beginning, just two Pesukim, two lines from Yeshaya, from the Navi of this week's Parsha, from the Haftarah. Now he asks, we have to find out, we need, to, we need to see, we need to ask about this Gemara, the Gemara that brings this 
conversation between God and Bnei Israel. What's the question? What do one have to do with the other? Think about it. It's easy for us to just say, yeah, you know, uh, um, the Gemara says, the Jews said, God, maybe you'll never forget the fact that we sinned and we worshiped the golden calf. God said, I will forget. And he said, oh, if you will forget, then maybe you'll forget that the Ten Commandments, we accepted it. What do one have to do with the other? Why, why is it that for us, the Ten Commandments were so interconnected with the golden calf? Why is it that if he forgets a sin, which was worshipping the golden calf, he'll come and forget the fact that we, we, we uh, uh, accepted the Torah? Why would one have to do with the other? He'll forget the sin. He won't forget that we accepted the Torah. Why did we think that it's connected in that sense? That's what he's asking. Why would the Gemara come out and say such a thing if they're not really connected so? And the other thing is, Lama Nakata Gemara, why is it that the Gemara kind of emphasized on these words? What are the words that the Gemara emphasizes on? The Gemara says, Lifne kise kevodecha, before the throne of your glory. Meaning, we said, the Gemara says that the Jews said, maybe it'll be forgotten before your throne of glory, the fact that we accepted the Torah. Why can't you just say, maybe it'll be forgotten by you? What does the throne of glory have to do with memory? Why are we saying maybe it'll be forgotten before your throne of glory, the mitzvah that we did of accepting your Torah? Just say, maybe you'll forget. Just say, Shema tishkach lefanecha. Maybe it'll be forgotten before you. Or, Hoil lefanecha. Just say, maybe there is forgetfulness before you. Maybe you will forget. That's all you have to say. What is the kisech evodecha? What is the uh, mention of this throne of God? She says, in order to understand this concept, we have to first give a little introduction. There's a Midrash in Parashat Shemot and Parashat Kitisa. These two parashiot have a special Midrash. I'm going to read this Midrash for everyone right now. It's a very, very interesting Midrash. And through this Midrash, the Zera Shimshon will explain to us why these two are so connected. The Chet Egel, the worshipping of the golden calf, and accepting the Torah, these three are really connected. And the throne of glory. Why these three are totally interconnected. Or at least in our minds it was. So he says, When God appeared to ben, made himself appear to Bnei Israel on Mount Sinai, He appeared with his throne of glory, and those living beings that were lifting up the throne of Hashem. Let's understand what is going on over here. God doesn't have a chair. He doesn't have a throne. These are all very metaphorical. These are things that are in the Olam Elyon, in the higher realms that we do not really comprehend, we do not really understand. 
However, in order for God to kind of relate His world into the physical world, He has things there that we can see, if we're on a high enough level, like the Jews were by Mount Sinai, that kind of relate to the world in the, the, the physical world, as we call it. Like a throne. Like, like uh, 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 the, um, the legs of a throne, or the beams of a throne, what holds up a throne. So God's throne is held up by these beings. What are these beings? I'm going to read the small print, this Midrash, that brings it fully, for us to really see what God's throne looked like. And in fact, that's what King Solomon used from his knowledge to make his own throne. He used the same knowledge of the Olam Elyon in the higher realms to make his own throne, which we discussed before in this class, right? We did. We talked about it before in this class, about how he had these different beings that came to life at certain times, but they were made out of gold, pure gold. And it was a very special, special throne that King Solomon made for himself with a lot of knowledge from Kabbalah and the higher realms. That's why he was the wisest man that ever lived. We can't do such things. So the Midrash says, This is the full Midrash. God said in Shemot to Moshe Rabbeinu, I have seen the poverty of my nation. When is this? This is when Moshe Rabbeinu is visited by God. And Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, it is time for you to go and bring my nation out. Why? Because I've seen their poverty, I've seen their suffering, and I'm, I'm going to take them out. Listen to this. Even also, when the Jews were in Egypt, God was telling Moshe, even when Jews were still in Egypt, God told Moshe Rabbeinu, I have seen what the Jews will do to me in the future. I know what's going to come about when I free this nation. Meaning, I know they're going to come out and they're going to worship an idol anyway. They're going to pretty much lose it. I'm going to give them the world and they're just going to throw it away. I've seen it. How, how do we know this? This is what God was saying to Moshe Rabbeinu. Because the Pasuk says, Ra'o ra'iti. It's a double language. I have seen and I have seen. Hashem should have just said, Ra'iti or Ra'o. I've seen the sad situation of my nation and I want to take them out. But he says, Ra'o ra'iti, which means what? I see and I see things that you don't see. I know what's going to come about later from this nation and I know they're going to worship a golden calf after they've accepted my Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, God said to Moses, when you see, you only see one thing. You see what's in front of you. All you're seeing is the Jewish suffering right now. All you're seeing is, it's as if like someone says, you see in 2D. I see in 4D. You see one side, I see all four sides at the same time. So it's a very different vision, what you have, than what I have. What I see and what you see are totally different things. Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, you see the suffering of the nation now. 
But I see the suffering of the nation now, and I see what's going to come from it later on. Just like when Moshe Rabbeinu came, and he saw the suffering of Am Yisrael, and he saw how, how the Egyptians were taking Jewish babies, and they were killing them, and putting them into walls instead of bricks. What did Moshe Rabbeinu say to Hashem? Hashem, why? What did these children do wrong? Why are innocent children, innocent souls being killed by these Egyptians? I want to save them. Hashem said, oh, you think you have more mercy than I do? Go ahead, you want to save? Save. The one child Moshe Rabbeinu saved was the one responsible for the golden calf. Later on when the Jews left Egypt. Hashem was telling Moshe Rabbeinu, you see 2D, 1D, I see 4D, 8D. I see all directions, I see the future. However, what's, what's God really telling Moshe Rabbeinu? He's saying, You see their potential of me bringing them out of Egypt and them accepting my Torah. But I see them coming out also accepting the Torah. This is Ra'o. This is me seeing them. But I also see them right after that. You see the potential of them accepting my Torah. You're right. But I also see exactly what they're going to do right after that. When I come to give them to the Torah, I myself with my glory and my throne, I will come down with the four living beings that are lifting my throne. And they will anger me. The Jews will anger me with my throne. However, he says, Even though with all of that given, I will not judge this nation over the actions of what they will do in the future. I will judge them according to what they are doing now. Now they're suffering. I will judge them according to now. They need me now. I'm not going to judge them for what I know they will do anyway. Guys, this by the way is the secret to free will. This is where we know we have free will. Fakadosh Baruch Hu knew exactly what we we're going to do when we come out of Egypt. He could have helped us. He could have kind of like maneuvered us one way. He could have, he didn't. He knew we we're going to worship the golden calf. He still did let us make the decision whether we we're going to worship the golden calf or not. He could have said, Moshe Rabbeinu, go down a little earlier today from the mountain because I have a feeling something's going to happen. Maybe you can help the Jews and stop them. No, the Jews need to have full control. That's what free will is. So Hashem said, I will judge them according to now, not what they will do in the future. Because I've seen their suffering, I've heard their suffering. Even though I know that later on they will still sin. And the Midrash continues in Parashat Kitisa. 
The Midrash in Kitisa continues. Yada Kadosh Baruch Hu Mabeliboshel Moshe. Hakadosh Baruch Hu knew exactly what's going on in Moshe's heart, in Moses's heart. Amar, lo amarti lecha ad shata basene ma shatidim laasot. I did not tell you, he says to Moshe Rabbeinu. I didn't tell you when you were at the burning bush. I didn't tell you what they're going to do later on. Shenemar, as it says over there by the burning bush, Hashem said, I have seen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, right, as we said before, he's repeating it. Now, <coughs> just to give you a little uh, uh, vision of what this throne looked like, the throne says, the Pasuk says, Udmut penehem pene adam. One of them, one of the holders of God's throne, has the face of a human being. So one of these chayot, one of these beings that are metaphorically holding up God's throne, has the face of a human being. Ufne arye, one of them is a lion. El Hayamin, which is to the right of this man being. Ufne Shor, and one of them is a, a calf, a bull, a, an ox. Ufne Nesher, and the other one is an eagle. So the four legs, so to speak, of what holds God's throne, holds it up, is a being that's a man, a lion, a shore, a bull or a cow, and a nesher, an eagle. Those are the four beings. Now that we've done this midrash, it is going to be much, more, much easier to understand the answer which we'll get to now of why and how these three are connected. The sin of the golden calf, the giving of the Torah, and the throne of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why is it that when Bnei Israel said to Hashem, maybe you'll never forget the sin that we did, Hashem said, I'll forget. Oh, you'll forget? Maybe you'll forget that we accepted the Torah. That I'll never forget. Why did they think that forgetfulness is going to bring on the forgetting of us doing the mitzvah of accepting the Torah? And why did they say, why did they say maybe you'll for, maybe there's forgetfulness or not forgetfulness before the throne your your gl glorious throne? Why glorious? Just say before you. That's what we're asking, right? He says, now we can explain. Because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes and forgets fully, forgets that we worship the golden calf, He will have to also forget, what? That we chose to worship a golden calf, why? Because we saw the golden calf that was one of the things that was holding up God's throne. And through that vision, we decided if we're going to worship anything, we'll worship one of the visions that we had 
of what was holding up God's throne. And that vision came when exactly? That vision was exactly when we were accepting the Torah at Har Sinai. When we were about to accept the Torah at Har Sinai, we saw a vision. We were so intensely spiritual at that moment, we saw things that no human being is able to see ever. What did we see? We saw the throne, Kavyachol, if you could even say. We saw the throne of God. What did we see in the throne? We saw a lion, a human being, an eagle, and a shore, and a calf. And we chose to use that calf as an intermediary between us and God, which turned into us worshipping it later. Which was a mistake to begin with. So B'nai Israel turns to Hashem and says, maybe you'll never forget that we worship the golden calf. Hashem says, I will forget that you worship the golden calf. A day will come that you'll never have to worry about the sin of worshipping the golden calf. Then we said, Oi, if you forget that we worship the golden calf, maybe you'll forget the fact that we ever reached the level to accept your Torah. Because the golden calf happened because we saw your calf, your glory. We were there. We accepted your Torah. That's what, that's what initiated the process of us worshiping the golden calf. Because we got to that level of accepting your Torah. So if you're going to forget the golden calf where we worshiped it, you're probably going to forget the whole scene. Because it was so connected to each other. So Hashem says to B'nai Israel, don't worry. Anochi, I will never forget the Anochi. I will never forget the Ten Commandments which I gave to you. I'll separate the two. Therefore, that's why all three things are connected. Worshipping the golden calf, accepting the Torah at Har Sinai, and what? Kisei Kevodecha. Why did Bnei Israel choose to use that terminology referring to God instead of saying, Maybe there is forgetfulness before you. Maybe you'll forget. We didn't say that. We said, maybe, you'll for maybe there is forgetfulness before your throne of glory. Why throne of glory? What does the throne of glory have to do with it? B'nai Israel were hinting to Hashem because it was your throne of glory that we saw, kind of. And that's what led us to make the mistake that we did. That's why we built the golden calf. So maybe if we forget the golden calf, you're going to forget... The fact that we said in Asav and Ishmael, accepted the Torah also. All three of these things are intertwined. That's why the Navi has to come and say, Hashem turned to B'nai Israel and said, What? The Pasuk was. Gam ele tishkachna. Ele, I will forget. When you said, Ele lokecha Israel, This is your God, O Israel, when you pointed to what? A calf that you took from my throne. I'll forget that Ele. However, But I will never forget you. Zerashim Shon is saying, Hashem is hinting here, but the Anochi, I will never forget. He's not saying, Jews, I'll never forget you. Hashem is saying, the Anochi that you heard at Har Sinai when I said, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, that I will never, ever forget forget. That is the beautiful chidush of the Zerah Shimshon tonight. May his zechut be a merit for all of us. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Amen.